watch cartoons We'll take a look back at where we've been So let's hop into our time machine Hello and welcome to another episode of Cartoon Time Machine I'm Scarlett I'm Katie we're your animates, and today uh, I'm handing the reins of the time machine uh, over to Katie. Katie, what are we talking about today? It's my turn. Uh, we are talking about, I feel like it will specifically end up talking about three, uh, but weird 80s cartoons. You've there were some weird talk things. about this for a while. I'm very happy to let you, you take control on this one and tell us because about your love. <laughs> it's, I don't know if it's a love or um, Stockholm Syndrome to these ones. Um, especially That's a relationship too, by the are, way, with lower yeah. syndrome. <laughs> um, because I watched uh, the Super Mario Bros. show and The Legend of Zelda many times with my brother over car rides, a recurring theme in this. Um, we were also big video game nerds at this point in our life, and our first games were Super Mother Mario Brothers World uh, and Legend of Zelda Link to the Past on the SNES. That's what we grew up with. So, hence, this. So Which one for, do you want to start with? I was going to say, for, for our viewers who, who might not know, why don't you give us a, a rundown uh, of the Super Mario Brothers show? What, what, is, what is it the deal? What's it about? What makes it weird in that 80s weirdness way? This one is because it is both animated and live action. It's wild, listeners. So, the premise... For those who may not know about Super Mario Brothers overall, as you have two Italian-American plumbers living in Brooklyn, and I can't do a New York accent that great. Um, and one day, they're working... Well, this is the title sequence, so you learn this pretty quickly. Uh, they're working on a bathtub drain for a customer. And they're warped into the Mushroom Kingdom! Is this the only time we actually see the Mario Brothers doing plumbing work? I know they're like canonically plumbers and they go through pipes, but like, do you know, you've played the games. I have not. Do they ever actually fix any plumbing in the games? There is a sewer system in one. That you are doing things in. No, but Mario is a doctor in a different one and you're destroying viruses with antibodies. Doctor and plumber is basically the same job. Go on. They're a colon doctor. Really feels like it. <laughs> ooh, ooh, yeah, that's Sorry. accurate. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but each each episode you have Mario reciting an entry into his plumber's log. Wait, is it like the captain's log on Star Trek? It is. 100% a parody of the captain's log. I love this so much. Uh, and every epi episode is him and Luigi helping out Princess Toadstool and Toad in defeating King Koopa. These were all before they changed their names to like Princess Peach and yeah. uh, Bowser. This is based on Super Mario Bros. and Super Mario Bros. 2. So they're pretty early in. Do you know why they changed the names? Ooh. I would have to go back and remember, but I think Bowser doesn't come along for, a, like, the names don't change for a little bit. Interesting. Yeah, I've never heard, I mean, I feel like I might have heard, I, I only heard the name King Koopa before, 
but I don't think I ever associated it with Bowser necessarily. Like Bowser feels like the more iconic name to me. I don't know why they would have changed it unless there was like a weird licensing issue, which maybe that's exactly what it was. Oh, but. okay. In, in, in Japan, her name has always been Princess Peach from the beginning. Okay. So was um, they thought Americans were too dumb to know what a peach is? She was localized to Princess Toadstool probably because she is the region of the Mushroom Kingdom. Okay. And then in 1993, in a offshoot game, she was Princess Peach. And then officially in Super Mario 64, she uses both names in the letter to Mario. And she's been Peach since that game. So do you think it's like her first name is Peach and Toadstool is like the like her the name of her kingdom? Like in the way that like the like the, the Queen of England like isn't like well I guess they think they technically have last names that I don't know, but like I don't know. Like I feel like you have like an it's it's like she is Princess Peach of Toadstool, you know? Maybe it's that. Maybe. Now I'm trying to figure out about Bowser and why. I mean, that's a pretty, like, that's a pretty radical change to go from King Koopa I mean, to, to be fair, he is king of the Koopas, and he still is that. So I'm guessing oh, this okay. is, again... There's another title issue. Well, no, he was originally named Kappa, probably pronouncing that wrong, which is a Japanese name for a Korean dish. Huh. Going really deep into this lore here, oh my goodness. And so the name was anglicized correctly for a little bit until Super Mario World when it became Koopa. Okay, now when did you become Bowser? What game are you first called Bowser? When is Bowser first called? We came for video game lore, correct? Did I you mean, know that Mario's official name is Mario Mario? I do recall that, ha I think, wasn't that a thing in like the live action movie from what's the yep. age? Or and then they tried to backtrack on it and then they just went, fine, it's Mario Mario. And then they asked about Link and someone was just like, what? Sure, it's Link Link. <laughs> I like Link Link though. Like that sounds like poetic. He's Link Link. Um, Bowser's full name is King Bowser Koopa. So okay, I guess so they just went, here's his middle name. We, we just got like less formal with him. I think that's what happened. I think he was just like, you know, we've been playing for like three games now. You can just call me Bowser, all my friends do. He also is a little bit with a Brooklyn accent. I don't know why Bowser has a Brooklyn accent. I also don't know why I suck at doing a Brooklyn accent given that I'm from the East Coast and should okay. know better. The character name was always Bowser, actually. Oh. It was oh. always King Bowser Koopa. But it is in the North American release of the game, where he was first called that. Oh, okay. So yeah, so in typical American fashion, we got uh, too familiar too fast, whereas the original Japanese was perhaps a little more respectful of King Koopa. But yeah, so this, it's basically, man, it's a lot of really mediocre episodes of Mario doing Mario things. What is a Mario thing, Katie? Defeating Bowser, stomping some Goombas. Does he eat pasta at any point? I believe so in the human version. <laughs> they could they couldn't I also, 
appreciate him eating pasta in this show. Very much remember. Oh, yeah, I remember the unclogging the sink thing. That was gross in the end. The what? They have a whole bit about unclogging the sink, and it spurts up a lot of stuff, and I hate it because I hate touching things in sinks. Birdo is also very involved. Birdo? Birdo, who is Bird the pink Bird. dragon with the big uh, mouth, who I cannot remember if the fandom has decided or is canonically trans. I mean... Canonically is trans, apparently. Uh, is Birdo sentient? I, isn't he just yes. the one that makes those little newt noises? Birdo is sentient. And here we go. Here's the thing. The English manual for Super Mario Bros. 2 refers to Birdo as a male who thinks he is a girl and would be preferred to be called Birdetta. Some oh. take this as a representation that Birdo's transgender, making her the first transgender video game. Wait, so her preferred name is Birdetta and no one has called her that? Yeah, but then they removed all mentions of her favorite nickname, and then it's starting in Mario Tennis. Birdo was just female. And is romantically involved with Yoshi sometimes. Good for them. I I wish them all the best. But I'm in team. Birdo is canonically the first trans uh, character in video I'm, games. I'm on board with this. Yeah, I mean, I was afraid you were going to say for a second that, like, after that, they just, like, made her a boy for the rest of the games but they they affirmed her they're like mm -hmm. yes Birdo. but I, I guess maybe maybe she decided that she was okay with with birdo as a name i i don't want to be dead naming a pink video game bird dragon thing i would prefer not to do that so i guess birdo is probably fine yeah that's it continuing He's uh, not and i can't hurt her feelings i assume but yeah they're all often parodies of different shows and movies. The oh first God, episode wait, is they less. All like, they all have like weird parody titles, the episodes. Yep. Please read. Uh, the first one is The Bird! The Bird! That is not officially a reference, but Birdo yeah. does steal Toad, and I do remember that. Uh, the next one is King Mario of Cramalot. Okay. Uh, third is Butch Mario and the Lu Luigi Kid. That's not even clever. Wow. Uh, four is Mario's Magic Carpet. Latin, I presume? Yep. Uh, fifth is Rolling this, Down the River. Was this before the movie Aladdin came out, though? This is in 1989. So Yeah, that would be yeah. several years before that. Interesting. Uh, we have Rolling Down the River, which is Mark Twain. Okay. Uh, you also have the Mario Monster Mash, which involves Dr. Frankenstein. I love it already. Why have you not shown this to me? This sounds like exactly my kind of spooky thing. Oh, yeah. In episode six, Bonkers from Yonkers, uh, Mario gets hit on the head and has amnesia, and they, Luigi has to call Dr. Sigmund Fruitcake. That's huh. definitely a play on Sigmund Freud, right? Well, yes, it is, but I feel like is there, like, another, like, level of that, of calling Freud a fruitcake? Probably. Uh, Mario and the Beanstalk. Uh, in episode 8, they get a visit from Elvis. Oh, good. Uh, Mamma Mia Mario. Did they get visited by Alba in that one? No. Mario and Luigi's bossy mother and Aunt Luigina come to visit. Aunt Luigina's Luigi played by Danny Wells. Who? 
Uh, Luigi apparently also plays Aunt Luigina. That makes sense. Um, I'm running out of ones that are. Well, these all. Cher all... shows up. Who? <laughs> Not the actual Cher, but they do have Cher show up. Oh, good. That's. Uh, now, are, are those in like the live action segments or the? Yes. The second ones are live action. Interesting. Uh, in episode three, the animated part is a Mad Max reference. Wild. Koopa's road gang has stolen all the spaghetti sauce in Carland. So Mario's group must work to get it back. Witness! Uh, then the second part's EC of the extra creepy. So they get both. Her a Hercules reference. Transyl uh, a Transylvania reference. Just for Dracula. Wow. Uh, opera, the Pirates of Penzance reference. You know, the things that kids love. Three men and a baby. That at least was topical for the time. Sherlock Holmes. The grand pooba of plumbing arrives to announce uh, Mario and Luigi have been elected plumbers of the year in the second part. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The grand pooba of plumbing. Yep. It's an excellent title. That, no notes. That's perfect. I wish I was the grand pooba of plumbing. Oh, Pied Koopa. There's a lot of pasta land. Lo wait, pasta land? Is that where they live? Do they live in pasta land? I believe so. Huh. A Frankenstein episode. On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Oh. A new pizza making machine begins to take over the plumbing. We have a HAL 9001. I mean, that actually sounds kind of fun. That sounds a little bit like uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Romeo and Juliet. Robin Hood. In the Flower Power episode, which I think it's to spoof the fire flower, uh, a taste of spaghetti with seeds in it causes Luigi to grow fruits and vegetables out of his body. Oh, that sounds horrifying. Don't like that one bit. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea reference. A Leprechaun's Curse of Bad Luck. Godzilla. Wow, there was a lot of this. What I love about, about something like this is that this feels like such the epitome of like 80s goofiness. Like, was just kind of like throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Like, none of this is thematically appropriate, but it's just like, they only had like five days and like 20 bucks to make these episodes. So like, might as well do yeah what, what haven't we done yet Sherlock Holmes sure why not like that 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 to me that level of like we don't really have to think about this let's just do like a parody of like this thing just strikes me as very singularly 80s before they had to like care about any coherence <laughs> because they yeah. were to sell other things in this case I imagine the Mario games it is and they do actually have some coherence over some of the episodes where you'll have recurring plots what wait this was serialized how many also how many episodes do you think there were <laughs> just wondering uh 40 52 in one season That's a lot for one season Jesus all I right think the thing is, in terms of the cartoons we're talking about, it has pretty high production, and the animation is not unenjoyable. 
I mean, I remember the animation being like cheap, but like serviceable. It was the live action segments that struck me as being like particularly cheap looking. Oh, it's like 80s full house kind of set. Yeah, but it looks like if like someone just built a recreation of the full house set, like in their own like garage. Yeah, it's like, bad. It, it's pretty impressive. The animation holds up a lot better than the other parts. Also, I did enjoy the uh, credits, which are the live action people dancing over the background, uh, the, the animated backgrounds. I do like that. That is very much my vibe is live action people dancing on an animated background. You also would get your uh, consistent remembrance about their other show because it's made by the same company that did the Legend of Zelda one. Segway! Oh. It's so bad. Oh. I, I, well, the reason is I will always have in my head for eternity. Well, excuse me, princess. Concept. He was real whiny, that little Link boy was. That Link he's boy. so whiny. That's why. Also, why is does he not blonde? <laughs> Link is blonde. Is he not blonde in the show? He's not blonde in the show. Also, I do like that I believe Zelda is often the one who actually makes the most sense, which is correct. Uh, they're working to defeat Ganon, as is in the game. Everyone has their Triforce, which is important. Uh, and this is based off of 1 and 2, which are not my favorite uh, Legend of Zelda games. They're pretty mediocre. Also, Link constant... <laughs> that I'm reading from the Wikipedia. Throughout the series, Link is a moaning self-centered teenager who repeatedly fails to convince Zelda that he deserves a kiss for his heroic deeds. Oh, he's one of those. Oh, he's like an incel. Cool. Yeah, but basically Link's, uh, Zelda's like, no. And we support Zelda. Does Zelda do anything in this show, or is she kind of just, like, there to be rescued? She is described as a headstrong self-sufficient. I like that about her. Good for I her. do believe she does help. Sometimes she gets uh, kidnapped. I do enjoy uh, episode four, which I believe I remember a little bit, where uh, Link arrives to save Zelda and she rewards him with a passionate kiss. But she's actually uh, Gibdo in disguise and curses Link to be a humanoid frog. <laughs> yes! Oh my god, wait, I do I do like that a lot. I, I, I don't know. I guess I just want him to get his comeuppance. I mean, I'm probably being too cruel on like a literal child, but yeah, yeah, comeuppance. Yeah, she's she's pretty pretty powerful. I mean, she does have a, the Triforce, one of the Triforces, so she should be. Now, what do the Triforces actually do? Explain this to me. So there are three Triforces. Power, Wisdom, and Courage. Uh... I believe Ganon has power, which helps him become powerful, I believe is what corrupts him to be, at least in the later games, corrupts him to be the demon form he takes sometimes. Because he's actually yeah. just, he's not, a, he is a humanoid. Uh, he's a Gerudo. There's a lot of lore we can get into there. Yeah. They do good. not get into in the show. Link, I'm 95% sure, has courage. And Zelda has wisdom. That feels um, accurate. Yeah, they're... Each part is with someone, and it's an essence of what the goddesses who created the realm and gives them, yeah, it gives them some extra powers. 
Uh, but mostly it represents three characters and their qualities in the battle of good and evil. Also, if you get all three of them, I think you get a get a wish to the from to the bearer of all three, which Ooh, like, Ganon no, wants to sure. use. Yeah, Ganon wants to use to basically take over the world. No, that's where I live. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean that the so it sounds like the show like has the potential to be like a good adventure fantasy quest, but I I sense you do not. Uh, since you do not think that they did a very good job at that? There's not a lot of questing. Oh. There are, but I feel like I remember it not going very out of, like, the castle area. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if there was, like, like budgetary reasons they, like, couldn't travel to other places. Probably. I don't, yeah, I don't remember them really new locations. That's hard. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's kind of a shame because, like, I from what very very little I know about Zelda, um, I know that like part of the appeal is like the fun fantasy setting. So if they don't really take advantage of that, then that's kind of you know a waste of potential. It is also one of those things where it's weird to hear the character talk because this is one of the few things uh, that Link talks in. Um, it's a very I, I short list. That. I didn't realize so, that he yeah. was a talking character. No, he is a one of those. Um, he has almost no dialogue in any game, and even like, yeah, games don't give Link dialogue. So um, that must have been very jarring to like try to guess what this like stoic hero would sound like, and you get well, excuse, excuse me, princess. princess. That's what I expect out of Navi, the fairy, who's like, hey, look, listen, hey, hey. I'm sure our listeners loved that. Um, the only reason I know about Navi is because they made fun of her on Gravity Falls. And even though I didn't like get the reference, I like secondhand appreciated them murdering her on screen. Yeah. Listen. Yeah, Link doesn't talk. So we get to come up with our own internal dialogue and ideas of how he sounds. And then he turns out to be a moaning teenager. Yeah, so right. My, my guess is he does it. Yeah, most people were not expecting him to sound quite like that. Yeah, he's so annoying. I do like the design of Ganon, and I like the design of the enemies. It actually does fit the vibe of, the, of everything. I think it has decent quality of art style based on the games it was working with. I remember thinking it was colorful. Like, obviously, the animation mm -hmm. you know, not terribly sophisticated, but I remember thinking it, like, looked color. Like, I remember, you know, we watched, you know, one episode of each show, because then, then they weren't, they were paired together, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I remember thinking that the I would, you know, the, I didn't really want to watch more of either of them, but I think I was preferring, uh, I was preferring uh, Zelda. Yeah. I think Zelda has a good, especially when it comes to the enemies and stuff like that has the ability to give us more of that 80s like he-man skeletor stuff especially with like moblins and skeletons and ganon's design um whereas of course in mario you have a lot more of the mushrooms <laughs> mushrooms now um, you know he-man now that's a that's an excellent uh weird 80s show it is and i don't know a lot about He-Man other than Skeletor's a meme. 
He-Man doesn't wear a shirt. I I also know very little about it, so I have very little to contribute, except that I'm always jarred when I like see clips of it and realize what He-Man's like civilian identity voice is. And it's like this really high-pitched nasal thing. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, hmm. I mean, I guess you need to disguise your identity a little bit more when your, your way of disguising yourself via costume is to take off all of your clothing um, and like not even change his hair. So I don't know how people don't, you know, see, hey, maybe He-Man is, is Prince Adam. They look exactly the same, except one is wearing less clothes. <laughs> But yeah, it's, I, I do wonder, like, I feel like I've always heard rumors that like the He-Man creative team was just like seeing how homoerotic they could make it before someone stopped them. Like sort of similar to like Power Girl and her boobs just continuously expanding. Um, that's the thing. Um, but like, I, 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 that feels like it's probably not true, but like it also like very well might be true because it's, it's pretty good. With 80s animators? I don't know, I believe that. I mean, like we were saying, like, it's, you know, th this period of the 80s is kind of unique in animation, uh, just because, like, they didn't, they, they existed as, like, a subsidiary of a toy market, or, like, a cereal market, or a video game market. Like, they were mm -hmm. just, they were trying to sell other things, so they were treated mm -hmm with the same dignity of a commercial. So that's how you get this kind of crazy stuff that no one was really paying attention to. Yeah, my third one was going to be the Dungeons and Dragons show, which is also just trying to sell a game. See, I remember we watched one episode of it and I think both of our responses, or at least I think you liked it more than I did. I, I was sort of more like, this has, this does not feel like D&D. This feels like every other 80s show. Yeah, it's very much, and they all have the same mediocre animation style. You I can like tell an 80s cartoon from a one. mile <laughs> one away. Has a baby unicorn and I like That's true. He was, he was I do in, I do find interest that it is, it, Jumanji in a way, um, when you're transported to the realm of Dungeons and Dragons by taking a magical duck ride on an amusement park roller coaster. See, I, I feel a little bit about that concept kind of the same way I do about like the backyardigans. Now, stay with me on this. <laughs> <laughs> the, so like the conceit of both is that you are drawn into an imagination world by playing a game that in the real world is also just your imagination so like by assuming that like already the stakes become super low because they're doing the same thing that they would already be doing in the real world which is using their imagination um so like it doesn't work quite as well as jumanji because like that's like just like a board game that like oh my god suddenly there's like elephants in our house versus like the act of playing Dungeons and Dragons is just basically imagining the events of the show, I imagine. Like, it's kind of the same thing. I found our, uh, a future thing we must do now when I look looked further into this. Uh, TSR released six game books based on the show, because of course this is just selling merchandise, as we were saying. Yeah. Um, written. It's pick a path to adventure. 
So I'm hoping they're choose your own adventures and we can find them and do them. Okay. I'm down. That's it. Yeah, let's do it. But yeah. Um, oh my. They're still selling products based on this. Um, in 2021. Really? Wizard of the Coast announced a secret layer set for Magic the Gathering based on the animated series. Also announced this series will be streamed on Twitch. Also, okay. a Brazilian well, company. Well, that's just nostalgia, right? Because, like, how many like kids who were born in like 1980? So, when when did the show come out? 1983. Okay, so like, say you were born in 1980. You're now, you know, a 40 something year old. You work, you know, at Wizards of the Coast. Like, yeah, you probably are very nostalgic for that first introduction you had D and D. Well, also, a Brazilian company came out with a whole Polystone collectible statue set for it. You know, we started this as like me being like, I'm going to give Katie an episode about the thing that, that they want to talk about. And it's become a way to fuel your Dungeons and Dragons addiction once again. Drink every time. Hey, that's water. You we don't, don't hydrate here. This could be vodka. You don't know. No, because I know your vodka face and that wasn't it. Yeah, I, I don't look like my face is about to collapse in on itself like a dying star. Um, but other there are other 80s cartoons and they're still... I think we've, we've stumbled on the correct answer is that all 80s cartoons were made to sell you something. And a lot of them were toys. The, the only 80s cartoon that I can say that I was actually like actively into as a kid uh, was the Care Bears series. Although let me confirm, selling you toys. They were selling greeting cards first. Uh, that might have been, actually, the show might have been from the 90s. I know the movie was the 80s. Um, I don't know. It feels like it should be the 80s. That's My fun fact is the... Oh, I was ramping. Uh, my fun fact is that the same studio that made uh, both Mario and Legend of Zelda shows, I believe they were uncredited, but they worked on the Captain Planet show. That's all I got. Oh, I love Captain Planet. Captain Planet is great. I'm not, I will not hear any besmirching of the Captain Planet name. I think that those that's what I'm not... saying. They worked on a good one. No, that's good. That's good. Um, I have determined that uh, Care Bears was, in fact, uh, came out, this series, in the 80s. Um, but surprisingly, guess how many episodes they had? Oh, higher or lower than the other one? Yes, Care Bears. 24. Start. 11. Wow. Which is weird to me because I'm pretty sure that means I have seen every episode. Dungeons and Dragons got three seasons. I had a VHS tape that was oh. like one of those, I know, right? One of those things with like, well, actually, then again, I guess VHS probably couldn't contain 11 episodes back in those uh, days. Yeah, 11 would so, be a lot. So I guess I probably maybe haven't seen all of them. Um, but I did love the movie. I love the movie it was based on because it went surprisingly hard. Like, it did not need to go as hard as it did, and it super did. Um, I mostly think fondly on it because it contains, like, my all-time favorite trope of, like, good character being, like, mind-controlled into being an evil person. But it's better because the guy who has that done to him is like eight and it's fantastic and then he grows up into mickey rooney so all is fine <laughs> and the care bears are immortal eternal beings who watch over planet earth and 
they intervene whenever people stop caring. So basically they're gonna have a really hard time with this current generation. I would love to see the Care Bears try to turn a nihilistic TikToker into a, uh, a caring citizen. It's hard to turn any of us into a caring citizen. I was so into the Care Bears lore, man. I had, I had so many of them. I just like slept in a giant pile of them. So in case you're wondering if the 80s like TV show but actually a commercial works, 100% works. I saw the Care Bears movie once while on vacation in Vermont when it was the only DVD that they had in like the lobby for children to watch when they're too bored to ski. Um, and I watched it like five times and sometime over the course of the next month and a half, I had like 50 Care Bears. So the merchandise- fast. It was, it was faster than you collecting dice. That's how fast it was. That's impressive. I had a problem. Same. <laughs> yeah, but mine is past tense. I'm normal now. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't keep that straight face for long. I am I am anything but normal. Well, another good have... cartoon is the Ewoks. I'm always gonna bring up the Ewoks, not because I have any particular attachment to the show, but I think they have a really good theme song. Mm -hmm. Can you I sing it for us? E E E E Ewoks. Don't know what the rest of the words are. But then they go, e, 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 e. you know, our listeners don't need me. In terms of another weird uh, 80s show that I heard the theme song of the other day for some reason, and it's also a really good theme song, is the Gummy Bears. This is just the thing that there was a show about gummy bears, probably to sell more gummy bears. Yeah, wasn't that the one we, I know we discussed this briefly on our, on our Disney show, um, but wasn't that the one where it was like Michael Eisner was like, observing his son eating gummy bears and said kids like gummy bears i bet they'll like a show about them like uh probably and it had a really good theme song it it is a really a, a talk talk about things going harder than they need to go that that theme song was banging um but yeah that, that's oh, right i think thinking of the wrong gummy bear show which Wait, show are you thinking of? there are multiple gummy bear shows maybe i'm thinking about the adventures of the gummy bears that disney made were there two with really good theme songs? Oh no, that is the right one. Okay. okay, no, we're fine. I mean, I think that the Gummy Bears is also a good example of like the, we're we, we are licensed to sell a product. No one really cares what we're actually doing. Cause like, when you think about Gummy Bears, do you think about like just these anthropomorphic medieval fantasy bears living in a magical kingdom and like saving the day against like evil sorcerers um, while drinking a liquid that makes them bounce really high like nothing about that would sell a gummy bear to anyone it's just that they had the name so that's all i what, what, what's what, what's the company that makes uh gummy bears haribo make i think it's haribo. the trademark i want to say hasbro and i'm like no <laughs> no but they own wizards of the coast so we're back to D, people I, you always manage to bring it back katie you're very impressive like that um I just but like yeah. to imagine the gummy bears, but actually like stop motion gummy bears. That would be pretty funny. That would be pretty funny. It feels like something I would make with my cousin when we were young and we were given a camera to entertain ourselves in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. <laughs> I mean, and then I became a film major. So, wow, how things happen. So who's laughing now? I can't say me because I used this degree somehow. 
That is pretty impressive. That that is pretty impressive. Hey, you know, He Man got rebooted in two thousand two. Then it get rebooted again in like 2019, 2020. Yeah, no, it got a live action remake. I know, but like, which I didn't see, which is apparently just kind of met. But I didn't realize it also came back in two thousand two. But isn't there an animated one for He Man right now? Or is that a different one? Uh, We're getting a lot of 80s reboots. That's the other thing we got to remember. Well, yeah, it's, you know, it's like I was saying, like, you know, people, uh, people like, uh, you know. Yeah, He-Man got a reboot in 2021, and I want to say Mark Hamill's in it. I think probably. He's a, he's a good actor. He's in everything. He's great. Yuri Lowenthal is in it, who I believe voices Spider-Man in the Spider-Man video game. Exciting. Okay, Mark Hamill isn't in this one. But Greg Griffin's here. Of course. And Dee's here. And Tom. That's a big, that's a, that's a big impressive crew. And Stephen Fry. Ooh, I like Stephen Fry. Alright, it's a Netflix one, and it looks a little weird. <laughs> Got two I, seasons. I, I know which one that was. And the anime, oh, nope. Which one are you? I don't know which one I'm looking at. Everything's bad. I, I think the point is like that He-Man has has had probably more of its day in the sun than it really deserved to, but eh, what are you gonna do? It's delightful 80s cheese. I think, I think just, well, I mean, it's hard they definitely, to be mad at 80s stuff. Yeah, it they definitely brought it back because She-Ra did really well, I and mean, She-Ra's an yeah. 80s reboot. Yeah, I mean, talk, talk, I mean, talk about things that, that started off as, as kind of nothing, you know, a spinoff of a of a cartoon designed to sell toys and then you know 30 years later it's one of the best animated shows of, of the era yeah and we've gotten a lot of thundercats reboots so 80s are being rebooted so i'm waiting for my legend of zelda reboot come on netflix give it to me i would not be at all surprised they do a legend of zelda re uh, reboot sometime soon I and mean, we just get a new, we're getting a new mario movie unfortunately starring chris pratt but we're getting a new one so, are you ready for the new Legend of Zelda movie starring Chris Pratt? Oh, son of a gun. Well, I mean, if he's playing Link and we're going true to form, Link shouldn't talk, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> Imagine you get Chris Pratt to voice Link and he doesn't say anything. All he does is make, oh, oh, oh. You just have him in to make efforts. Yeah. I'm here for it. This is better. Boy, you, uh, you really do not like Chris Pratt. I have feelings. I, I can tell. Well, I, I think that that's probably as good a time as any to wrap things up. Uh, do you have any final, final words about your beloved weird 80s? They're weird. They're bad. There's not a lot to say about them. They're weird and bad, but for some reason, I love them. They like have you. Aww. This and our time machine, which is, I think we rusted a piece off again. <laughs> That wasn't the time machine. You just made this mouth sound effect. You can't <laughs> fool me again. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, I'm not very bright. <laughs> no, this was an interesting episode. It was, it was. I like, I like getting to talk about things uh, that you love and you have so much love for this weird era of animation that I don't know much about. So I... I'm very glad you're able to finally talk about it in earnest. And now I'm receding to never be in charge of an episode again. Your turn.
<laughs> oh, wonderful. I have, I have thoughts. About? I, I never have thoughts. Okay. All right. Take us out. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, it's been great. It's been a bodacious, radical 80s time. I don't know. Are those 80s things? I wasn't born yet. I don't know. I don't know. I will pop back into our cartoon time machine and travel back to the 80s and find out what the kids said back then. So the <laughs> next time you see me, I will be up to date with my 80s slang. I'm Scarlett. And I'm Katie. We're your animates and we will see you next time. Radical. That's much more 90s. Well, excuse me, Scarlett. <laughs> <laughs>